BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. Winning combinations in NASCAR. That's what every team is looking for. A driver-crew chief combination that can take a team to victory lane and take a team to championships. Other sports been filled with some great combinations. It goes all the way to the top with Richard Petty and Dale Inman. And we had Ray Evernham and Jeff Gordon and Chad Canales and Jimmy Johnson. Those were great combinations. When we look at the current crop of drivers and crew chiefs, well, we've got a great combination that is putting up some pretty stout numbers as well. I'm Steve Post. This is MRN's Crew Call presented by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Rodney Childers, a 45-year-old from Mooresville, North Carolina, is the crew chief for Kevin Harvick on that number four car over at Stuart Haas Racing. Their numbers, while maybe down a little bit this year, overall are very impressive. 35 wins, five times they've made championship four appearances, and they are the 2014 Cup Series champion. In fact, of all of the driver-crew chief combinations, they are the most successful that compete, and they compete very, very well at a high level. They've got a little work to do this year, but uh, I am confident that that crew chief, based on their past experience, can get that work done and maybe just make it back to Phoenix again. So that's the plan for Crew Call. We're going to talk with Rodney Childers. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Dryden offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Dryden.com. Dryden, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Flow Racing is the home of grassroots racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. 
From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's F-L-O-Racing.com forward slash MRN. Motor Racing Network's crew call presented by Hercules Tires continues on. And joining us from over at Stuart Haas Racing, Rodney Childers. Uh, hello, Rodney. Welcome into crew call. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always good to catch up with you, whether it's in the garage or here via the uh, the, the, the Zoom call, as we're doing. Rodney, I was uh, very happy to read, I think it was on Sunday, that uh, looks like you're going to be around for a while at Stuart Haas Racing. Congratulations. Has to be nice to get that all buttoned up and put together. Yeah, it does. You know, um, you know, sometimes when you have a bad year, you wonder about things like that. There's been some weeks I wondered if I wasn't going to get fired, but uh, you know, overall, it's been a, a great eight years here at Stuart Haas Racing. It's the longest I've ever been anywhere in my life. So, um, you know, it's been a, a, a good time and we've won a lot of races and done a lot of cool stuff together. And, you know, hopefully we can continue that in the future. Yeah, 35 races, a championship, a lot of Final Four appearances. It has been a good run. Rodney, what is it about Stuart Haas racing that just seems to work well for you and you for them? I was just telling somebody yesterday this. Um, I've never really liked being micromanaged. And, um, you know, from the day I walked in here, I've never been micromanaged. And uh, I get to run my team the way I want to. Um, nobody cares if I walk in, you know, 30 minutes late or two hours early, um, or if I leave three hours late or leave an hour early or whatever, you know, it, there's none of that. And, um, you know, over eight years, I've never turned in a vacation request to say that I wasn't going to be here a certain day or whatever. Like it's, it's, um, it's been fitting for me to just be able to, to do my thing and go race and control my team the way that I want to and, and all those things. And the other part of it is I feel like I just have a, uh, you know, it's kind of home for me and I have a big voice here. Um, you know, it's, it, it's nice to, to be able to have a little bit of control over what you're doing and, and where you're headed and, and all those things. So, you know, hopefully we can continue that um, you know, through throughout the future and, you know, stay competitive and do all the things that, that we've been doing over the last eight years. One of the people that I maybe know in the garage area, as well as anybody I've done charity snowmobile rides with them is Greg Zipidelli. And you take Greg and you take Tony, St uh, you know, Tony Stewart. Um, it just seems to me like you're a racer working for racers. Is that, is, is that part of the appeal as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they, they support me through thick and thin, you know, to have a, a boss like Greg that um, he's been there, done that, right? You know, he's done all the same things that I've, I've done. He's won races, he's won championships. He's, um, he's been through ups and downs and good years and bad years and, and all those things. And he's made good calls on the pit box and he's made bad calls on the pit box. And, you know, I think he realizes that probably in his day and age, he didn't want somebody walking in his office Monday morning telling him that he did, you know, did the wrong thing. Um, you know, we're all professionals and we all want to want to do our best and we're always our, our own worst critics, critic, critics. Right. So, um, you know, it's, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, try to, do our best all the time and you know i think he 
expects that out of me, but he also knows that I'm always going to try to do that. And he doesn't have to push me to, to, to try to, you know, persuade me to be better or to try to work harder and, and all those things. Rodney, the crew chief room, if you will, or crew chief uh, stable over at Stewart Haas Racing, Mike Bogoravich. Of course, Mike was your car or your engineer for a number of years, so very familiar with him. Johnny Klossmeyer and Mike Shiplett. What is the what is the dynamic between the four of you? Yeah, I mean, all of us get along really good. You know, I, I guess going all the way back to my Everham days. You know, I shared the building with Mike Shiplett. He was over the Bush team at Everham, and I was over the ten car. So. Our offices were side by side back then. We've known each other for a long time. Um, he's more of a an old school racer, um, you know. Then you got Johnny, which was an engineer for an old man for a long time, and he's definitely more of the engineering type. And then you got Booga, which is an engineer but also a racer, and um, you know he's very determined and and pushes really hard and and uh sometimes we use him to say the things that maybe we don't want to say sometimes but um but everybody gets along really well and um you know we communicate well and and you know have the same thoughts on things and and uh kind of push in the same direction all the time i had forgotten the mike shiplett connection that you had at everham i i knew booger with you and i knew johnny with old man um, I had forgot about the Mike Shiplett at Everham deal. So uh, that, that, that way he was the one kind of me that seemed like a little bit of the outlier, if you will, but now it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he, you know, he was over our Xfinity car here at, um, you know, Stuart Haas racing. I think when, uh, he was over at Ganassi a few years ago, you know, Joe came to me and asked me what I thought of him. And I said, well, if you can hire him, I would hire him tomorrow. And, yeah. Joe, I think Joe met him that night and hired him the next day. So, uh, you know, they were they were able to go on with with uh, Cole and win a, a bunch of races together in the Xfinity series, and to be able to move those two up together and to have that communication before they got in the Cup is is pretty key. And he's got a lot of good people that work with him. His engineer is is uh, doing a, a great job and always has. And um, you know, they got a pretty good group right there. You mentioned old man, Tony Gibson. We had him on uh, earlier this year here on Crew Call. How key is it for a team to have kind of a shop foreman like that, that that I don't know if there's a person that has anything ever bad to say about old man. How, how pivotal is he in all of it when you guys are giving him instructions and he's working with everyone on the floor? How key is that? It's key for the whole company, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, his, his experience over the years is um, – you know, of leading race teams and, and uh, his communication with drivers and other crew chiefs and officials and, and all those things. But he's also, you know, he's, he's key in keeping things running here, but he's also key in keeping us on track in a way, you know, like sometimes it's easy to, to get off track going one way or another. And he's like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. I think uh, y'all need to rethink that or, or whatever. But, um, you know, he's just easy to get along with, easy to communicate with, and seems to, you know, just always have the crew chief's backs when it comes to, you know, what we're doing and, and how we're going and, um, you know, and just just a lot of fun to be around and, and all that stuff here at the shop. 
Yeah, no doubt. Old man, old man's always, always good. Rodney, when we, um, I, I want to take this all the way back. I was reading somewhere and I was not aware of this. Uh, you came from a family, you're in Mooresville, North Carolina, come from a family that did not have a racing background. You found yourself at a go-kart race and fell in love with go-karts. Your mom, who quilted, raised money through that to buy you a go-kart for Christmas? Is that is that indeed the, is, is that the case? Yeah, for sure. Um, my, my brother had just got into, he wanted electric guitar the, the, the year before for Christmas, and he had got into playing guitar and singing and doing all those things, and he was kind of wanting to be in a rock band when he grew up, and um, you know, like you said, I ended up over in Lincolnton at a go-kart track a couple times, and just fell in love with it and asked my parents for a racing go-kart for Christmas. And um, it was kind of odd that, you know, how it all played out, you know, like, like my dad, he sold cars all the time. He worked on the weekends and my mom was making custom quilts and she sold one fancy quilt that she had been working on for a year straight to a lady in Charlotte. And um, I think she could have bought like three go-karts with what she got for that one quilt, but she went and got me a, a go-kart for Christmas and um, you know, we were able to kind of get it ready to go. And she took me to Millbridge by herself, you know, the first time. And um, she cranked me up, she helped me prep my tires. She, she helped me do everything. So it was, um, you know, she's, she's been, right there you know if if i was at a racetrack she was there and that that continued all the way till gosh i was 20 years old probably even longer than that 23 24 uh if i was at a racetrack she was there so um yeah she she did a lot for me in those early early days for sure what a special deal that is i mean that a great great relationship one of the chapters in your early career was late model stock racing, and you, 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 you raced around here locally. Um, how how important was that? Um, just I, I guess at the time you were looking, you wanted to, you wanted to be a driver, correct? That's what that was. What the game plan was? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, uh, my my goal, you know, growing up was definitely to be the next Jeff Gordon or the next you know, Tony Stewart, the next this, the next that. Um, you know, one person I admired a lot was Matt Kenseth. I felt like that he and I were kind of alike in the sense that we, we wanted to know a lot about the cars and um, our demeanor when we were at the racetrack, the way we acted and all that kind of thing. And so that's, that's really what I wanted to do. And, and um, I felt like I fought pretty hard to, to do that, but I wasn't the type to, to go out there and talk to companies and go after sponsorships and, and do all those types of things. But, um, you know, the late model stock part of it was probably the most fun I ever had. Uh, you know, those cars are just so much fun to drive. Um, very easy to burn the tires off and, you know, a place like Hickory and Myrtle Beach and, you know, Concord and Caraway and, Greenville Pickens, all those places, you know, we raced at a lot. And, um, you know, if it was a 150 lap race, you could burn the right rear off down to the courts and 70 laps if you weren't careful. So uh, it taught me a lot about, you know, how to, how to, you know, conserve tires and how to be there at the end of it and take care of stuff. And um, just, just some awesome racing. I still keep up with all the late model stock stuff. I still talk to those guys every week. Uh, I still secretly help some of them. Uh, that uh, 
you know, that asked for help. And, and uh, you know, hopefully I can you know, see some of them run good this weekend in Martinsville. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to get to Martinsville, but there's there's a story uh, that, that I also read that the guy that got you started in late model stock racing, he had a, a kid that wanted to race. And I think you put a deal together with him where you could drive one of the cars but you had to do all the mechanical work, which which kind of introduced you to what your career would be, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the first year he wanted to, you know, we were both racing go-karts and then he wanted to, to buy a late mile stock car. And so he bought a late mile stock car for me to drive and he bought an Allison Legacy car for his son to drive. And um, just so happens I got crew chief of the year in the Le Le Allison Legacy Series the first year that we ran it and we won a ton of races in that deal and then you know I had ran I think seven or eight races in that late mile stock car toward the end of that year and uh, didn't do great you know I, I run seventh or eighth at most of them and looking back on it now I had no clue what I was doing with that thing it was all rolled over it looked like a boat going around the corner but um you know, I learned a lot that first year with it. And then we showed up the next year. Uh, we got another car for him to run late miles too. And we kind of made a deal to where I would run on Friday nights at Tri-County and he would run on Saturday nights at Concord. That way we never raced against each other. It kind of gave me free time to, you know, you know, keep up with both of them and crew chief both of them. And, um, you know, that next year was awesome. We showed up the first race at Tri-County. We sat on the pole. We led all 150 laps. And, um, we ended up winning, I think, 11 races at Tri-County and 10 at, um, at Concord that year. So we won 21 races between the two of us. And I think we won about 23 poles between the two of us at both the tracks. So um, it was a ton of fun. You know, we, we, uh, we both learned a lot. And like you said, that's kind of what led me to realize that I enjoyed crew chiefing on those cars. And I enjoyed watching him win as much as I enjoyed myself winning. And and uh, from there on, I, I kind of had in the back of my mind that I could do both. And um, so that's kind of where, you know, that, that's what led me to where I'm at today. I, I spent some time at Concord. Who was, who was the, who was your driver over there? Clayton Rogers. Oh, okay. My gosh. I saw yeah. him win. Yeah. I saw him win a lot of races there. I, I hadn't put that together. So uh, what a great racer he is. man. Yeah. Yeah. We won a lot of races. And then, you know, even as I started to, to move up a little bit, I was continuing to help him. And we won a big $65,000 race over there, like two years after that. Right. Uh, that was pretty awesome. And we won a big 10 race over there with the super late model. We did a lot of cool things together. We won quite a few Hooters races together and just all kinds of stuff. But, you know, crew chief and for him is is definitely what led me to where i'm at i was doing tv on that sixty-five thousand dollar race that he won i think i did the victory lane interview that is uh i love i i, I had not put that together i uh, uh that that's neat stuff that's for sure you mentioned late model stock racing um i do some stuff with the cars tour i do some of their television programs and get the late model stock racing around here and then motor racing network will have the call this uh, saturday night here for the valley star 300 Boy, I am telling you, that is a tough, tough field of cars and just a great, great series of race cars, Rodney. Yeah, it is, you know, and it always has been. Um, you know, even when I race light ball stock cars, there would be anywhere from 80 to 120 cars show up at Martinsville for that race every year. And, um, you know, it's always a tough field and, 
you know, the, the cars are so close together. If you wait till qualifying Saturday afternoon and you look at the, the top 20 in qualifying, you'll be like, holy cow, they're all within like two tenths of a second in the, in the top 20. They'll all be that close together. Uh, I remember last year uh, keeping up with it while they were up there. And I think it was like the top 12 were within a tenth of a second of each other. So uh, it's just super competitive. Uh, everybody's really close to each other. And, um, you know, all the, all the good guys bring all their good stuff. And, and it's a good race for sure. Who do we need to keep an eye on? I'm, I'm going to be in the MRN booth. I need a little insight here. Who's, uh, who's, who, 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 do you, who do you think might have, might, might have a, a pretty good shot at that one? Well, I mean, I think as good as what Josh Berry's car looked last year, if he's planning on running it, which I don't, I'm not sure if he is or not, but, um, you know, his car was amazing last year. He could do whatever he wanted. And then, you know, all the normals, I think you'll have, you know, a lot of the cars tour guys there, Bobby McCarty and Timothy Peters. And, um, you know, there, there's so many of them that, that, um, that will probably be up there, but, um, and some of them, some of the younger guys, I can't hardly keep up with anymore. And uh, but there's a lot of a lot of good ones out there, and I'm sure it's going to be really competitive for sure. That was the thing. I was working on my notes, and I cannot believe, uh, particularly South Boston. South Boston, yet yet Peyton Sellers, who who won everything again and is leading the national points. But beyond him, it was like I think second through seventh were all kids and uh, and ran good and won some races. Um, just Josh Berry actually was entered into it and then got the ride in the one car out of Las Vegas. So he's not going to be there probably to the relief of many late model stock racers. Cause he's <laughs> awful good around that place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's fast forward into the, uh, into the presence here. Uh, the round of 12, uh, you've got a little work to do. You're, you're, you're at the back of the round of 12, but you're in the round of 12, just kind of assess where you guys are at the progress you're making as we enter this round of Vegas, Talladega and the Rope. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting round. You know, this is always the toughest round for anybody that's in the playoffs. You know, with having Talladega in there, you, you kind of need to win one of those one of those other two races to feel good about Talladega. But um, on the other side of it, we've our super speedway stuff has been the strongest thing we've got this year. And, um, you know, all the super speedway races we've been, you know, we've had one of the very best cars and we, we look forward to going to Talladega. The Roval um, has been a little up and down for us. You know, in 18, we ran good. 19, we ran good. Last year, we had rain during the first part of the race, and I'd never done that. Kevin had never done that. So we were kind of a little bit out to lunch trying to figure out how to do that. But, um, you know, I think what we can go there and be competitive, though, hopefully it'll be dry and, um, you know, have a lot more confidence when it's dry for sure. But, um, you know, this weekend at Vegas, we feel like we're, we're taking a good car and I know the engine shop has done um, a lot of work trying to get a little bit better and hopefully we can go out there and be competitive. It's going to be really hot and slick and hopefully we can get the balance right and, and um, you know, have a good handling race car and be there at the end of it. Well, we certainly wish you the best. We'll be following along all weekend, uh, all weekend long. Our friends at PRN have the coverage out at Las Vegas. Rodney, always appreciate the time, appreciate the insight into the late model stuff so I can go up there and sound a little bit better like I know what I'm talking about. But uh, but always just appreciate the time you give us, whether in the garage or here on Crew Call. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There we go. Rodney Childers, Crew Chief over at Stuart Haas Racing for Kevin Harvick, joining us on Crew Call. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. Ford Motor Company is investing $22 billion on electrification between now and 2025. Ford is investing in battery and battery cell technology. They have established the Ford Ion Park Global Battery Center in Southeast Michigan, where they will use state-of-the-art equipment and will, that will allow Ford to quickly scale breakthroughs in battery technology. Ford has also increased their investment in solid power. Now, Solid Power is an industry-leading producer of all solid-state batteries for electric vehicles. This will be showing promise to them as far as power, longer range capability, lower the cost, and to produce safer electric vehicles. You can find out more by going to Ford.com. Click on the Electrification tab. That's Ford.com, the Electrification tab. And coming soon, you can check it out there, is the all-new, all-electric 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning. It's the first ever F-Series that's gas-free and delivers trusted, build-built Ford Tough capabilities. Again, go to Ford.com and click on the electrification tab. When we look at NASCAR, going forward, all three of the top series are into playoff mode now, headed to Las Vegas. The Cup Series, they are into race number one of the round of 12. This round, as we talked about with Rodney Childers, a challenging round, Las Vegas a traditional mile and a half track. Then it gets interesting. 
with Talladega and the Roval. Kyle Larson and his crew chief, Cliff Daniels, they lead the charge into the round of 12. It's the same schedule of races for the NASCAR Xfinity Series this week in Las Vegas and then Talladega and the Roval. It's going to be interesting to see how this one shakes out. What a battle it's been between the top two drivers, Austin Sindrick and A.J. Allmendinger. They are tied atop the points as the round of 12 and the playoffs overall for the Xfinity Series starts. When we look at the Truck Series, they are at the beginning of another round, the round of eight, and they are set to go. This week, they will run at Las Vegas. Then next week, they will run at Talladega, and then they're off until Martinsville, and that will then set their round of four. John Hunter Nemechek at Kyle Busch Motorsports leads the way with his crew chief, Eric Phillips, for the tough trucks of NASCAR as they race at Las Vegas this weekend. Motor Racing Network will be at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this Friday night. It's 8.30 Eastern time. It's Victoria's Voice, the, the Victoria's Voice 200, presented by Westgate Resorts for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And then on Saturday night, MRN is in Martinsville, Virginia, Martinsville Speedway, the Valley Star Credit Union 300 for the NASCAR late model stock racers. That is going to be a dandy. Last I checked, 82 cars are entered. They're going to whittle it down to a 40-car field, and the best in the business will mix it up on the paperclip at Martinsville Speedway. You can find out all of what's happening with our schedule at MRN.com. Click on the schedule tab, and we'll even send you reminders if you, uh, if you choose to do so whenever we're on the air. So you can make sure you follow along with all of our programming. We appreciate Rodney Childers from joining us over at Stuart Haas Racing. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires, right on ours.